0: Welcome to or welcome back to this episode of the Crime Café Podcast. I'm Amber. I'm Coral.
1: And today's episode is the continuation of the House of Horrors. This is House of Horrors Part 2. In our last episode, we discussed the torturous, brutal murder of Kathy Loreno. Um, And we just want to thank you guys so much for the support we've gotten so quickly on that episode. I honestly didn't expect it, and I'm not sure why we've gotten so many plays on that, like, in three days, four days. Yeah. We usually, like, the the number we reached, like, today is usually a number we reach after, like, eight days.
0: And it's odd because we we actually had to post this episode a day late.
1: Yeah, a day late because it was, like, so much. It was a really hard case to prepare for, and we had a pretty long weekend last weekend so it was just really hard we had an extremely long week <laughs> it was like really hard we haven't had a weekend like that in a long time yeah we
0: had to stay up very late Friday mm-hmm. night and...
1: but we had fun yeah we did um so we also want to thank you guys for 500 downloads or 500 plays on our podcast I can't believe it we're yeah. well on our way to 600 right now I I think it was in one of the first couple episodes. We were like, what are we going to do when we hit 1,000? We're literally halfway there. I know. And I don't know. It's just, it's crazy to see the impact, either ripple, even though it's small.
0: Yeah. And I know when we first started and said 1,000, that seemed.
1: Um, right. I wanted 2,000 for the year.
0: Yeah. And I'm,
1: I know we're like a quarter of the way there already. I can't oh. believe it like not to brag but yeah kind of cuz it's awesome yeah it's amazing <laughs> um so thank you guys so much yes. um i don't have anything else to talk about besides i have a couple things i'm interested in right now what are they <laughs> you like tell me <laughs> um i've been listening a lot to the frenemies podcast in h3h3 i don't know if you ever heard of it. it has nothing to do with true crime but i'm like obsessed with Trisha Paytas.
0: I've heard something about it, but I've never, like, listened.
1: Have you heard about the whole David Dobrik thing? Did you see something about that? A little. On a drama channel? I'm addicted. Okay, they, they've, they like, exposed the vlog squad or whatever it's called. I don't know. We're old, but. Yeah. It's, like, I, I don't know. It's so crazy, these, like, crazy allegations. I've listened to literally, like, 20 episodes. So, I've been listening to that at work. Also, Good Girls came back.
0: Yeah. I finally
1: got to watch the first uh, two episodes last night.
0: So, okay, I think, yes, we've watched both the both first two. But there's a third one now, mm-hmm. right? Okay, the, we haven't seen yeah. the third one yet. We were going to watch it.
1: Yeah. I think it's going to be a really good season. Yeah. And I'm super shocked at like how good the writing is so far because usually it's very predictable. Yeah. But I still love it and it's it's just really good and I really like the way Beth's character is this. Yeah. Season for some reason because she's just kind of accepting her guilt you know.
0: I like I think this season is gonna a lot of crazy stuff is gonna come Mm -hmm. do you think this is gonna be like a long tv show or do you think just a few more seasons i think
1: probably a couple more seasons before the story ends um i think i mentioned the show to you one time it reminds me a lot of of this show it's called dead to me it's got christina applegate in it and the girl from scooby-doo that i can't remember um who played velma is, it's really good, and I think there's, like, two seasons, and there's going to be a third, and that's it, and the story's over. But I think shows like that are still really, really good. Oh, yeah. And I think Good Girls is going to be like that. There's no way it can keep going.
0: No, because they've got...
1: It's just too much. Yeah. Yeah. Like, the lies and everything.
0: Yeah. You can't keep up with everything no. going on.
1: At that point... Like, at this... It's already not very realistic in the legal aspect.
0: Oh yeah, but, It's crazy. Yeah,
1: but it's good. It has yeah. good. And there's a lot of humor in it and stuff. Yeah. Um. Also, this Folgers 1850 that I found on Amazon. <sighs> it's, it's really good. It is good. It used to come in a glass bottle like the Starbucks ones, mm-hmm. and you could buy it at Walmart mm-hmm. in, in like the regular coffee section. But they stopped selling it. But I found these on Amazon. They're good. <sighs> Delish. Love. That's all I've been doing. Um,
0: I found a new YouTube channel. Mm. So I actually found her channel from a video of the case that we mentioned last week of Brittany Hammond that's missing.
1: Mm -hmm. In Indiana. Yeah.
0: She has done a video Mm -hmm. on her. And she does shorter videos Mm -hmm. of missing people but her name is casey hudson on youtube um and she has less than a thousand subscribers but she's really
1: like her videos are good we love micro creators that sounds awesome
0: they're really informative and she's um, got good
1: thumbnails yeah
0: she covers a lot of Um, cases that I haven't heard anything about and that there's nothing like no other videos or anything about
1: that is so important yeah
0: so she brings awareness too
1: and what's crazy is like I think people go for the bigger named cases because they think that the lesser known are going to be boring which is so sick because it's not entertainment but like
0: and also like the bigger named cases are more searchable i mean they get searched
1: right because people know about it but like the smaller cases can be just as insane yeah so that's cool we'll link her down below
0: yeah she's really good i like her okay i
1: subbed okay and she posts every week cool okay i think we should just go and get started because this is also going to be another long case well it's the same case but another long episode yes okie dokie artichoke
0: so you want to start off with where we left off do a little recap yes
1: so where we left off um a woman named kathy loreno by the way if you haven't listened to the first one obviously we'll link that go back to the first one or you're not going to understand what we're talking about (laughs) um so okay so there's this family they're called the notex there's shelly and dave and they have three daughters um and their nephew shane uh, and Shelley's best friend, Kathy Loreno, came to live with them in 1988, the end of 1988. And, um, you know, there's a lot of in between, obviously, yes. but she ended up passing away, um, being murdered. Um, obviously that's why you're here. You knew that. <laughs> but, um, let's see that she passed away in 1994 and so that means that she spent six years with the no techs and we left off with Shelly bringing her uh, three girls to a motel over the overnight and making Shane and Dave. Um,
0: and Shane's the nephew. Shane's the
1: nephew. He's very young at this point. I yes. think he's gosh, um, I don't know, maybe 17.
0: I was about to say yeah. like, later teenage years.
1: Yeah. He's, well you're never old enough to do that but jesus those are like formative years um so that's where we left off they were shelly was making shane and dave do her dirty work basically yeah um so yeah so they they we talked about in the last episode dave went really above and beyond
0: Yes, to make sure that she was completely burnt. Right. There was no remains. There was
1: nothing left of her. Yes. He used tires, wood, diesel.
0: Aluminum. um,
1: Metal sheeting. Not
0: aluminum full.
1: No. Tin. Yeah, tin sheeting. Yeah. Um, I guess probably from like a building they had or something Yeah, to like hold in the heat.
0: For roofing.
1: Right. He basically made like a you know, a crematory pretty much. Yeah. Um, so while they were burning her body, obviously Shelly started flipping out. And at this time the kids knew, uh, that something was wrong because Shelly seemed very nervous, even though she's such a strong acting, confident person, she probably, she actually kind of freaked out, obviously. Oh yeah. Um, so she made them burn her belongings as well everything her photos her clothes everything
0: how many people knew that kathy even lived with them
1: um i think okay so it was obviously the Texts themselves kathy's family knew that she was there but that remember kathy had left shelly Kathy had left her mom's house because it was argue. a falling out. Yeah. but then
0: Shelley like wrote a note to the family, didn't she? She
1: did later saying on, saying that she was Kathy. Yes, um, and I there were people around town that knew that knew. Okay, that Shelley took people in, quote unquote, Shane, Kathy, but it was always people she knew. Um, so. The kids knew something was wrong, obviously, when Shelley took them to the motel. She was visibly upset, like I said. Um, and when the kids came back home, they could smell like really bad burning rubber uh, from like the multiple tires. And I think it was Sammy that said she smelled like something horrible that was not just rubber. It was like they knew. Yeah. I mean, Kathy was gone.
0: Yeah, and she had been there for years and then just disappeared.
1: Right, and they knew she was sick. Yes. And they knew that she went into the unfinished laundry room because she fell right in front of them. And so she's just better. Basically, Shelly said she's better, and she left. Um. Well, first she said that kathy committed suicide because she was so sad or something like that i don't know why you would tell your children that the woman that's been living with you for years and years killed herself
0: yeah that would be just make up some other law
1: i know and, and the, if
0: that's what really happened which is not
1: right and i think tori is 89 let's see she's five years old at this point but Nikki and Sammy are like adults. Yeah. And they still live with their mom. And so I don't, they, they know, they know what.
0: And also, I don't know if any of you have ever been around a burning tire. It's illegal. Yes. To burn tires. But, um, they let off a very thick black smoke. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's, yeah, I mean, it's. Very
1: toxic. Yeah. Yeah. I think maybe he used the tires to mask the other scents.
0: Yeah. But I know they kind of lived like off to themselves, but I feel like somebody...
1: Well, they did have neighbors and we will discuss that here in a minute. Um, But I don't understand the burning of the tires so much because... Like you said, it's illegal to burn tires, but also it's illegal to even get rid of tires in most ways. You either have to take them to a recycling center or you have to have them picked up by um, GoCo or Advanced Disposal or something. But you'll literally see people in the in our counties using tires as like um, flower pots because um, we can't get rid of them.
0: <laughs> there was also a man
1: that lives
0: close to us and he I don't know where he got all these tires but he had quite a few tires and he like built a little homemade dirt
1: track like in oh in his I've seen side that. yard. Yeah I've seen stuff like that. Yeah. That's <laughs> cute. Yeah.
0: So after she told him that Kathy committed suicide, Shelly then changed her story um saying that Kathy was leaving her boyfriend Rocky, who was a trucker
1: she was like the suicide angle that's not good enough yeah
0: and she made them practice this story over and over Mm -hmm. so i feel like they are starting to the girls have to
1: be figuring of course and shane's probably freaking out oh
0: he's probably told actually nikki or somebody
1: because he was close to her yeah
0: And she even made Nikki forge Kathy's handwriting and made her write a note to Kathy's family telling them she ran off and had Dave go around the different cities and even Canada to mail the letters to make it more believable because the postmarks would be from different places.
1: She's insane. That's
0: crazy. Uh, You know,
1: in a way, listening to this book, reading these articles, I'm like, she's the perfect criminal.
0: Yeah. She
1: thought of everything. Some of
0: these stories, you're like, these people are so smart if they would just use their brain. I know. For good things instead of... I know.
1: It's ridiculous. Okay. You know how, like, they caught the Golden State Killer a couple years ago? Yes. Because of, you know, whatever. The only thing he did to evade capture was literally lay low. Yeah. He didn't do any kind of covering, nothing. She literally... It's insane. Most people make I mistakes. I know. Oh my gosh. I just she can't believe.
0: great like She's very organized. Yes. So over a few days, Shelly made Shane and Nikki gather the ashes of Kathy with buckets so they could dispose of them. Yeah. So she literally, even the ashes, she was getting rid of them. Oh yeah. There's going to be no trace of Kathy at all. Mm-mm. I mean, there's not, there's, mm-hmm. there's nothing left. No.
1: And you're making your nephew and and daughter gather Kathy up.
0: Yeah, young. Yeah, nephew and daughter.
1: Of you know, we talked about in the very beginning of the first episode. Nikki didn't want her real name out there. Yeah. Yeah. No shit. Literally. Who would? I know. I would literally gag.
0: I feel like if you put your name out there, just like anyone that's like went missing and then been found or anything like that it's just you're constantly hounded by media mm-hmm. and a lot of people even though you were being forced to do something right they're still gonna look at you in a bad line exactly. because you did
1: it why didn't you tell yeah or whatever the case
0: that's like um Elizabeth Smart, mm-hmm. when he brought her into town, mm-hmm. and then she was like, I'm not Elizabeth Smart. Yeah, she's like,
1: I'm really not. And he's like, No, you, the officer was like, Yeah, you are. Yeah, or something's up. And
0: what, and she said something like, He made her talk like old timey, like mm-hmm. Bible talk. And she said something, and they were like, That's not a no, it's exactly. not a yes
1: either. But exactly. we're gonna take her. That what an incredible story. I
0: know that really is. If you've never read, um she wrote a book mm-hmm. and it's amazing it's so
1: good did you listen to that interview with her for with crime junkie it came out like two weeks ago
0: mm.
1: they interviewed her it was amazing to hear it. oh i did you yes did? okay it was really it good it was
0: so good that's a really good love yeah, i'm sure everybody's heard of it but right it's still really good um, Dave would eventually dispose of her remains in surrounding lakes.
1: Mm-hmm. Notice how uh, Shelly literally makes everybody do everything Yeah, I was about else. to
0: say, she doesn't do anything.
1: <laughs> Sorry to keep, like, doubling down and, like, punching that in, but, like, for real, we have to put, a, like, a dot on that. She doesn't do anything. She doesn't get her hands dirty. No. And that's how much control she has over these people. And I do feel bad for Dave to an ex, like to an extent he was abused, but <laughs> towards the end, we'll talk about his participation <laughs> and the legality of yeah. the things he did. But so we're, we're just giving a brief overview of what happened. Not exactly the thoughts of the characters or anything. Like every thought they've had. Because it's very detailed in the book. Yes. But Shelly was still convinced that one of her kids or Shane would tell. And so she set her sights on Shane. She was like, he's going to tell. He's the weakest link. I know he's going to tell. He he would not stay loyal to us. And you
0: also made him do more. Like. You mm-hmm. took your daughters away, so they don't really know exactly what happened, but Shane knows everything. Mm-hmm. And that would be a lot on a, on anybody's mind, but especially a young child's mind.
1: Of course. And he's already expressed to Nikki for years at this point that he thinks that Shelly and Dave are crazy. He wants out. Like we talked about in the last episode, he was like, I want to leave. Um, But he never did, and I truly don't think he, he would have told. Um, but so that that's kind of like the narrative that Shelly starts putting out there with Dave is that she is paranoid that Shane's going to tell. So you would think that, like, that, that paranoia would stop there, but it really doesn't. Because she was so paranoid that she made Shane and Nikki, for a whole summer, spy on their neighbors across the road. Because she thought they knew something. She was like, they must have heard something. They must have seen something, smelled something. You're right to think that. Okay, like you should think yeah. that. Because she was running around naked and all kinds of stuff. Okay, she even made Nikki and Shane crawl into the crawl space of their home and listen under the floorboards for hours and hours. Of the hours. neighbor's home? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah and she, this went on for a whole summer after Kathy's death, 1994, she would make the kids, uh, I say the kids like Nikki and Shane kind of like sabotage the neighbors, put pepper spray on their doorknobs, uh, just do kinds of like tricks on them to make them want to leave town. Um, To make them feel like they're threatened or something. Oh, yeah. But they never left. And Nikki and Shane were adamant to Shelly that they don't know anything. They never heard the neighbors say anything. And to my knowledge, I've never seen a report from neighbors.
0: And even if they had heard something, like heard somebody scream or like, you know, the burning tires or Mm -hmm. anything like that. I mean... Not so much at this house, but at our old house, we had neighbors that we could hear fighting, like, screaming, mm-hmm. cussing. hmm And it was just kind of something that, like, you know.
1: I know. I know. I, to- I totally understand that, because... We didn't talk about it all the time. I know. Or- I know. One time, Russ and I and our friend went to a concert in Atlanta, And we spent the night after the concert at a hotel near um, the new Brave Stadium. And we woke up to a man beating his partner. Um, And she was, I mean, absolutely howling to the wind, screaming. Oh, yeah. He was cussing her out. It scared the absolute shit out of me. And the only thing I could do was stay still and, like, barely breathe. And I had Russ in the smallest voice possible call downstairs and tell the people we could have called the police, but we didn't. And it's for the same reasons that you were talking about. It's like, at this point, you just want to not get involved and stay safe Yeah. because these neighbors had kids. And if they, I don't think they heard anything. And you should definitely report something if you've seen something, heard some, know oh, something, know something. Oh, yeah. This, the but people, they may not have had an option to leave. The
0: people that I know that were cussing and stuff that mm-hmm. lived close to us, we know, we don't know them. But right. we know who they are and they're always fine. It was... They would just get in a fight that would spill out to outside
1: where everybody can hear and like they would torture kathy outside make her slide down hills they waterboarded her you know like they probably have heard yelling stuff and plus they've got kids so i was
0: about to say and then you see kids and you're like okay
1: right um so shelly made a phone call
0: to kathy's mother
1: salt in the wound like just leave it alone i know this is after she's gone
0: and I, I'm sure she was afraid that Shelly, or that Kathy's mother would figure out that Kathy was
1: gone mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm.
0: you know, whatever. And was happy to see that Kathy's mother did not care for Kathy.
1: I don't know about that, but... Yeah. We don't know, but, like, I think that uh, Shelly probably... Um, put gas on the fire
0: yeah she probably didn't say anything nice about Kathy exactly and it just call.
1: fired her mother up yeah. even more
0: Shelley kept saying to date that Shane would tell and that he needed to take care of Shane Shelley even went as far as to plant bloody panties in the woodshed and blaming Shane of abusing Tori
1: five-year-old
0: Yeah, his little cousin.
1: Mm -hmm, But basically little sister at this point. Yeah,
0: and Dave's biological daughter.
1: And, of course, he wants to make Dave mad. Yeah. Because it's his bio daughter. Yeah. And, you know, she's the littlest. She's just pitting people against each other. Her own family.
0: Yeah, she doesn't want anything... But she wanted Dave to be mad at Shane right, to get rid of him because right. she didn't want to be found out.
1: Exactly. Shelley actually started to suggest to Dave uh, ways they could say that Shane died. Like, for instance, one time she said, like, maybe you guys can go out in the woods and say that a log fell on him while you guys were, like, chopping wood down or something like that. It's just absolutely ridiculous. So...
0: This night, Shane decided that he would actually run away for good. So in February of 1995, Shane disappeared, apparently having run away from the home. On that day, Shelley brought in a birdhouse that Shane had built at school and claimed that he left it for her as a parting gift and also that he had left her a note proclaiming his love for her. Oh, I
1: believe that for sure.
0: I know. Oh my god. For her. Cute.
1: Love that. Aunt Shell.
0: That is so dumb. <laughs> and be- I guess she didn't know though that Nikki knew that yeah. he didn't like her or something. I don't know. But no. anyway. Um, but Nikki didn't believe it because Shane had told Nikki that he hated Shelly. Yeah. Obviously she was very bad to them. So, Nikki believed that something had happened to Shane and convinced Shelly to look for him. Shelly did look for Shane, but only for a short while, which was suspicious to Nikki. Because they used
1: to go hunt down Kathy and stuff. Yeah. For hours, multiple times. Why wouldn't you
0: be looking for your nephew? Mm -hmm. And if you're afraid that your nephew, which Nikki didn't know completely, I guess, but if you were afraid your nephew was going to tell... Right. You would be hunting him like crazy. Right. Trying to find him.
1: Exactly. But she was like, mm, don't know where he is. <laughs> exactly. Which was weird.
0: Shelly then began telling the girls that Shane had gone to Alaska to work on a fishing boat and that he always called her
1: when the girls were in school. They'd come in, she'd be like, oh, you just missed him.
0: Convenient. Yeah. That is how everything, like, she's not here right now, they're busy. Mm-hmm.
1: Red flag. <coughs> but the, the kids knew it, but what were they going to do?
0: I know, it doesn't matter. You know, there's nothing you can... I know. Shelly also kept hounding the girls about the details about the Kathy boyfriend story. So she's wanting to make sure that they do not slip up and let people know.
1: Mm-hmm. And this goes on for years. Yeah. Like a decade.
0: So, with both Kathy and Shane gone, Nikki once again became the main target for Shelly's abuse. Shelly would lock Nikki out of the house at night, so Nikki had to sleep on the porch. What is her obsession with locking people out of the house <laughs> so they can't sleep in the house?
1: That triggers you, doesn't it? Yes. Like, making people sleep in their cars. Yeah, I
0: hate that. Just I, let them
1: in the house. I know. It's yeah. just some way for her to control them.
0: So... Nikki actually got in the habit of hiding a sleeping bag so when Shelly locked her out, she would have something to sleep in. But Shelly would always end up finding it <laughs> after these nights of Nikki sleeping outside. Shelly would act as a caring mother
1: bring her in and pet her, in. of course, yeah.
0: gaslight mm-hmm. once again. Mm-hmm. So, one time, Shelly actually chased Nikki around with a knife, cut her leg, and then pretended as if nothing had happened. The girls began hiding things in the chicken house because of how often they had to spend nights outside. Nikki attempted suicide once, but failed.
1: She, okay, this is graphic, trigger warning, but I believe she tried to hang herself in the barn, but it broke And she was laughing because she was like, of course, I can't die. Oh, yeah. Like, I literally can't die. And then Sammy came in and they laughed about it together. Like, these kids are suffering. Sammy also tried to die by suicide as well. One time she ran out in the woods and she ate some red poisonous berries and she was hoping that... Um, she would actually pass away, but all that ended up happening was she was just really violently ill with like gastrointestinal issues. Um, thankfully, you know, she was okay and everything, but these kids really suffered to the extent of like, they just didn't want to be alive. Like being dead was better than being alive.
0: Sammy and Nikki were very different. Sammy used humor to deal with her home life and had many friends and even a boyfriend at school. These friends and boyfriend were aware of Sammy's volatile home and often came to pick her up and take her out. I feel mm-hmm. like that's a common thing that if you're, yeah, that if a child's friends know, right, they do try to get the friend out of the situation
1: as exactly. much as possible,
0: but they don't usually tell.
1: Right. S- Nikki, as far as I know, didn't really tell any of her friends. Like, they didn't know anything. I don't think yeah. she was as popular as Sammy. Sammy was pretty popular. And I remember uh reading that um Sammy's friends would literally wait for her for hours and hours in her driveway. Oh. My and Shelly would be like, she's not here. Or, I'm not gonna let her out. And then she'd be like, fine, since you're not going away, I guess i will just let her go. Oh. Yeah, so they knew. They knew. That's insane. And they would knock on the door if Shelly pretended they weren't there. They would knock on the door until she answered. Oh, Shelly began telling Sammy that Nikki was like a bad influence. She tried to drive a wedge between them. She wouldn't let them talk like we said before. She didn't want these girls to talk to each other Uh or gang up and Honor. she was
0: already trying to do that when she was locking them in a room mm-hmm. for weeks and right. stuff. So, she's been doing this for a long time.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But it's started again with Shane and Kathy on. So.
1: Right. She just started really controlling their behaviors.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. After a while, Shelly began bringing strange men home. And she would make the girls wait outside. And there was, there's never been a confirmed... uh what do you call it? Affair or anything. But like, I don't know. They just mention it briefly in the book that she started seeing men. Um, and they would go home. I don't know. I have no clue because at this point, I think Dave was spending like weeks at a time at his job and wasn't coming home because he worked like three hours away or something like that. And, Um, so I know what you guys are thinking, Laura, which is, you know, way back, you know, you guys will remember Laura was, um, Shelly's like stepmom and she took care of them, whatever. So Laura would often call to talk to Shane, you know, but Shelly would always make excuses, obviously, as to why Shane couldn't come to the phone. Um, eventually Shelly told Laura, yeah, you know what? Like, he ran off. He went to Alaska. It's, like, his dream. She said it was his dream. I don't know.
0: Why didn't she just say that to start with? Like, that's what she was already telling the girls. Yeah.
1: He can't come to the phone. Why? Okay, fine. He's in Alaska. Like, what?
0: Yeah. We would have just said that first off if that's what was...
1: <laughs> Why did I have, have to pull deal? that out of you? <laughs> Literally. But Laura was suspicious, as Shane never mentioned anything to her. And Laura found it strange that Shane would... uh only ever call Shelly but no one else yeah ding 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 literally so in 1993 which is a year before Kathy passed away um Nikki graduated from high school and she worked toward going to a community college except um Shelly began sabotaging her she literally didn't even want her to go to college she made Nikki sleep in the living room sleep outside She took away all of Nikki's money, clothes, forced her to do chores all day in the same dirty clothes. She wouldn't let her shower. And she's going to college. Like, she's an adult. Wouldn't let her shower. Then she. um, Was she going to college? mm -hmm, She did start going to community college. But then Shelly was like, you know what? You can't have clothes now. You can't have a car. You can't sleep. You can't have money. You can't have uh, anything. You have to be stinky, late poor and everything at your college so at this point nikki was like i i literally can't do this like she blew up on shelly shelly she like literally popped off on her she she hit shelly and was like you know f you like i can't you're stupid you know yeah everything you can think of So Shelly sent Nikki to Dave's sister house in Canada as punishment. And when I first heard this section of the book, I literally started tearing up because it talks about how Nikki for the first time in her life, wasn't being abused.
0: Yeah. She was probably grateful to be away. That
1: is the best, probably one of the best things ever happened to Nikki.
0: Yeah, literally.
1: She was happy to be away from Shelly and she stayed with her aunt. Um, a lot longer than she originally agreed upon. Uh, Tori missed Nikki terribly. Um, wrote notes for her, and you know, obviously, Shelley didn't want that. She would beat Tori. So she, so the girls are grown up. Kathy's gone. Dave's off working. So now she's gonna beat the shit out of Tori, of course. Um, Sammy, Sammy was um, mostly silent on the entire issue. Because she wanted to be mom's favorite. Ever since they were little, she just tried to lay low. Of course. hmm And she even admits that she loves her mom. Which is complicated, but anyway. Um, we'll talk about that later, but she was silent on the entire issue, but she did keep secretly in touch with Nikki and would meet up with her from time to time. Mm-hmm. Eventually, Shelly brought uh, Nikki home, but because she felt bad that Nikki was a bad influence on her sister, she sent her to stay with Dave near his work. So she did come back, but not like for, for barely. So Dave lived part-time in a tent close to his work. Um, and Nikki lived with him in the tent, but Nikki was like, you know what? Screw you two. Like you're POS too. like whatever. Um, they would go home on the weekends, but Nikki would not stay since she was finally free of Shelly. And, um, Sammy began to grow careless at school and would let slip anecdotes about Shelly's abuse. One day the school counselor called Sammy into the office <clears throat> so they could talk to Shelley. However, Sammy then denied what she had said and she said that she lied. You know. Probably afraid. She was afraid of Shelley, what she might do to her, and she was also afraid of what her mom might get in like trouble she might get into. Oh yeah.
0: The abuse continued, and one time after Sammy's boyfriend had dropped Sammy off at home, Shelly threw Sammy outside. So Sammy ran to her boyfriend's home so she wouldn't have to spend the night outside. Mm-hmm. So at least she finally had somewhere that she could go. Right. To not have to sleep outside. Dave recalls that as he wasn't home much, he didn't know about the extent of abuse that happened there.
1: Sorry, what?
0: Yeah, what about when Kathy died? Mm-hmm. We're there.
1: Mm-hmm. What about when you would make your children lay naked in a mud hole?
0: Oh, yeah. You and think? Spray them with a water hose.
1: He's like, oh, I thought Tori was different. No. Why would she be different?
0: And why? It, you should have reported it when it was happening to your other two children. I know. So even if you didn't think it was happening to Tori, it still doesn't make you in the right. Exactly. dumb okay whatever dave (laughs) whatever
1: you know what dave you
0: (laughs) he claims that shelly couldn't have been abusing sammy and Tori because she was a good mother oh my
1: god love that
0: (laughs) she was such a good mother she oh my god so when asked about sammy's bruises dave said that sammy was just clumsy
1: oh my god
0: i feel that's an excuse that a lot of Of people of course
1: he's so stupid
0: and i know they never took them to the hospital so that's how they were avoiding Mm
1: -hmm. like
0: nurses or whatever Mm -hmm. turning them into cps but why were the teachers not repeatedly like reporting
1: this
0: right Yeah, the kid, they're coming with bruises or Mm -hmm. not coming at all if they're being abused so bad.
1: And you can't tell me that neither Tori, Nikki, Sammy, or Shane had any behavioral issues?
0: Literally. No
1: ADHD, no learning disabilities, nothing. No mental...
0: And I even find it hard to believe that with four children... One of them didn't slip and say something to a teacher that should have been reported.
1: Right. And I will never understand, you know, they finally get into the principal's office or the counselor's office and they're like, oh, I made it up. And the school's like, oh, okay.
0: I know. Like, I don't get it. It's not, I don't know.
1: It should always be looked into.
0: Yeah. And maybe ask them multiple times because hmm You know, they're probably denying because they're scared or... Exactly. ...don't know what's going to happen to them. Sammy actually graduated from high school in 1997. Um, she had missed the deadline for all college applications because Shelly destroyed them. Sammy knew that she had to get away, so she concocted a plan with her friends. Sammy's friends would pack up her things while Shelly was away, and Sammy would lie and say she had to help a friend, then leave the house and never return. Mm-hmm. Sounds like a pretty decent plan. Yeah. So, Shelly was leaving them alone, the girls?
1: hmm Okay. Sammy was, like, 18. Okay.
0: So, they weren't really being, like, held captive. They could, like, leave and stuff. Mm-hmm. Basically on yeah. her own free will, and
1: Sammy had friends, you know, and then she had a boyfriend. Yeah, so she was but like, "But you
0: were saying like she would
1: try to keep him in yeah. the house, or yeah, she would tell them the abuse and stuff, so they just helped her escape."
0: Okay. that's good. So Sammy actually hid a note for a Tory to let her know she was leaving and to tell her goodbye. And that is so sad. Hardest
1: decision of her life, yeah. probably. To leave your baby girl behind.
0: yeah,
1: uh. And that they only have each other.
0: Yeah. And nobody knows about what's happening to Tori. I know.
1: And let's see, Tori is nine at this point. Mm
0: Mm-hmm. So, Sammy started staying at different friends and at her boyfriend's house. Um, So, Shelly couldn't track her down. She was basically hopping from home to home, Mm -hmm. so she couldn't be tracked to a specific home. But eventually, Sammy went to stay with Laura for the summer, and she wrote Shelly a goodbye letter. Nikki, meanwhile, lived in a trailer away from Shelly, but she missed her sisters, but was also glad to be away from Mm Shelly.
1: She got a job and was, like, supporting herself. It wasn't a deep it wasn't a great trailer, but she was like, Thank God.
0: Yeah, it's better than
1: No one's anything. beating me. Yeah,
0: it's better than that. She occasionally would send letters to Tori, but Shelly would always intercept them, and Shelly would try to contact Nikki and tell her to come home, but Nikki would never return she would never contact Shelly in any way, notes no. or anything. mm So, once Shelly came to Nikki's trailer to bring her back, but Nikki refused. And then Shelly even had a sheriff go to Nikki's trailer. (laughs) Like, what? (laughs) Okay, please go to my grown child's trailer and tell them that they must come home immediately.
1: Literally. What did she think? She's kind (laughs) of dumb. Yeah. Yeah. See, that what I said, like, she doesn't understand that people don't believe her. I
0: know. I think when you start, when someone that has had control over people for so long starts to lose control, Mm -hmm. they start to go a little crazy. Right. Trying to regain
1: control or gain
0: control of new people.
1: Yeah. And Shelly's like... She doesn't realize that no one's buying what she's selling.
0: And she probably thought, I can just send the sheriff and that will scare Nikki into coming back. (laughs)
1: Yeah, right.
0: Exactly. You
1: think, like, a freaking sheriff is going to do anything? Like.
0: I'm almost surprised that when a sheriff came to Nikki's house,
1: Nikki didn't expose. Exactly. Shelly.
0: That's what I would have done.
1: I know. So,
0: this didn't work, obviously, because there's nothing that the sheriff can do to make Nikki go home. She's an adult. She pays her bills, whatever. Mm -hmm. So Shelly actually sent Dave to vandalize Nikki's workplace to get her fired Mm -hmm. from her job. Mm -hmm. So Nikki reached out to Laura and asked for a job at one of the nursing homes. And Laura happily welcomed Nikki to live with her. And there Nikki was reunited with Sammy.
1: It was very emotional. Yeah, that's all. They had spent, I think, I don't know how many years apart. And they talked about how beautiful each other were and that they were finally free. I was about
0: to say they had probably never seen each other as healthy as they were at that point in their life Mm -hmm. because they...
1: Sammy said Nikki was beautiful. She had beautiful hair. She was a different... She was a woman. She wasn't
0: being abused. Right.
1: Right. Um... So, N- Nikki started getting calls from the nursing home that someone was complaining about her. Okay, guess who? Okay, honestly. Yeah. You guys know the drill at this point. So, Nikki started noticing that Dave was following her from work. I would... Ooh, Dave, I swear to God. I know. Okay, she became afraid. I thought Dave
0: didn't know anything about all this abuse that was going on. So, why was he mm. following I know. Nikki for anything? Because Shelley and- was like,
1: she's going to tell. Yeah, she will.
0: Tell what? about Just about the abuse? Because she doesn't know about Definitely Kathy. she doesn't know.
1: Um, so, he was following her and all that. She became concerned that he was going to abduct her. Yeah, he probably would. And you
0: know what that makes me think of? That mm. case where there's the two girls in the car with their dad. He's a taxi driver and he starts driving erratically and he, like, shoots them and kills them.
1: No, is is this like a is it a, the case about the honor killing? There were two sisters.
0: Yes, yes.
1: Um, yeah, that is so stupid. I've heard that case.
0: That's what it sounds like. Him following her because he would follow them. Um, um, Amina
1: and Sarah
0: Said is their name. Yeah, and their father. Yeah, murdered them.
1: It was yeah, he was horrible. Yes. I think they were, that case was recently on Generation Y. I listened to that.
0: Brooke McKenna on YouTube just did it. That's where I. Right. That's why she actually just did it a couple weeks ago. That's why it was on my mind, I guess.
1: Right. And they knew that their dad wasn't safe. They went to people. Yeah. And Nikki knew that Dave wasn't safe. Yeah. Of course he would abduct her.
0: Yeah, that's. Oh.
1: But while Dave was looking for, um while well, he was like stalking Nikki, Shelly was more interested in finding Sammy and she found out that Sammy was staying with Laura and Shelly obviously hated the thought of Laura and Nikki and Sammy together and had, she had Dave find out um, where Sammy was going. Dave literally wore a wig and tracked her oh. down. Sorry, what? And then he begged her to come home and Sammy agreed under the condition that Shelly would fill out her college paperwork and get Sammy enrolled. And Shelly was like, if I had known that was the reason that was holding you in a little, I would, okay, she was at, you know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah, gaslighting her again. Yeah.
1: She was like, I didn't know that was the reason. It and do... she's
0: probably saying this and Sammy is probably telling Laura.
1: hmm
0: Yeah. And obviously she doesn't want Laura to think badly of her.
1: I know. Um <clears throat> when Sammy went home, Shelly once again had her eyebrows shaved off and she had white makeup to show that she had cancer. Once again. Why? Let it go. Oh,
0: Shelly had cancer again? Yeah,
1: that's what she said. However, Sammy didn't believe her, obviously, and she kept reminding her about Kathy in order to get to go to college. <laughs> She's like, Hey mom, remember that time? And Shelly's like, shit, yeah. Oh, <laughs> Um, over the time the no financial situation worsened and Shelly began using her cancer excuse to get out of paying bills. She'd be like, Oh my god, I'm dying. Shelly put the family in debt with her abysmal spending habits and she opened many credit cards. And she would pay for a lot of things with checks that would bounce. Like we said, she used to like use her daughter's identities. She ruined their finances, their credit scores. Um she would like call businesses and say, my daughters have multiple sclerosis, like just all kinds of stuff. And Dave, for his part, worked hard and couldn't understand where Shelly was spending the money. Okay, uh, whatever. I don't get that. Like, mm-hmm. Ru- okay, Russ and I know if we spend like a dollar ninety nine somewhere. I don't get it. Wouldn't you,
0: I don't understand how your whole paycheck goes missing and you don't say.
1: Right. Um, with Nikki and Sammy gone, Shelly set her abuse on Tori, obviously, and she started to gaslight her, and she would make Tori's homework disappear and tell her to do it again. You know, obviously you didn't do it. Um, whenever Dave would come home, Shelly would fight him so much that Tori began to dislike Dave. The abuse just continued. Shelly would wake Tori in the middle of the night, and then the beatings would happen, you know, wallowing, stuff like that. She literally woke up Tori one time and was like, would you ever kill yourself? And Tori's like, no, Jesus. Uh. Oh, okay. okay. So this is really triggering this next part. Trigger warning. Shelly made then, she then made Tori strip so that she could check her progress during puberty. Once Shelly forced Tori to cut off a lock of pubic hair and then when she did it, she laughed, and was like, "I didn't know that you'd actually do it. I just wanted to see if you would." <sighs> just humiliating her. And when she would even like force Tori to like put gold bond on like in areas where it burnt. Oh
0: my gosh! I think you were telling me about that last
1: week. Horrible. Um. When Sammy came home on the weekends, Tori would be so happy, obviously. Her big sister was there. She had given up on the thought of Nikki coming home, and Shelly had just pitted Tori against Nikki and was like, Nikki's so awful. Like, you know, she, whatever.
0: Which just sat because she was writing the notes.
1: Exactly. And Tori had no idea. Yeah. So Sam began the became the middle ground of the three sisters, you know. Mm-hmm. So secretly, she was in contact with Nikki, um, Shelly had given up, she had given up trying to contact Nikki, but she tried her best to control what Sammy did, and it really worked. Um, she made middle of the night calls to Sammy, uh, to her college dorms, or even her boyfriend. Uh, Sammy wrote letters to Shelly about Kathy and all abuse she had put on to the girls, and Shelly would come up with stories of her suffering to get Sammy to feel sorry for her, whatever. One time, Sammy found uh, a bag of, like, debris or bone type, they don't make it very clear in the book, but it's <clears> like <throat> a bag of remains <clears throat> under Shelly's bed, and then she gave it to Shelly, and it just disappeared.
0: And it was?
1: It was probably Kathy Mm mm-hmm yeah Mm, under your bed though yeah why Mm. um so dave continued to work long hours and he only returned on the weekends um according to him life was happy like he didn't see anything during the week tori loved her dad like she loved when her dad was home
0: well she probably really did. Yeah. She probably really loved when he was there. And then on the weekends, Sammy was also home.
1: And he didn't consider any of that stuff abuse. <clears at throat> so, you know, of course he thought everything was cool.
0: Yeah. Okay. So Shelly had actually gotten a job.
1: Amazing.
0: At, I know. Dinner, I didn't know she was capable. This is the first time she's had a job. Since she was
1: like in her 20s yeah. or something.
0: As a caseworker for the elderly. Mm-hmm. Which is insane. How is she a caseworker for anyone? <laughs> um, a son of one of Shelly's clans, his name was Ron, was also helping to take care of his mother. And he lived in a trailer with a lot of cats. And Tori began visiting him there.
1: Mm-hmm. They, beca- they all became really good friends.
0: How old was Tori at this time, though? She's still...
1: Let's see. I think Tori three. was about 12, 13... When this was going on. Um
0: and Ron lived by himself.
1: No, Ron lived with his mother. Okay. Yeah, he had a bunch of cats, and <clears throat> anyway, we'll get into that. But so, they just began liking each other. Yeah. yeah.
0: And um, not long after they started hanging out often, Tori actually began to call him Uncle Ron. Mm-hmm. So Ron had moved to South Bend to be with his partner, who broke up with him after Ron changed.
1: So, basically, Ron's father died, and it mentally disturbed him. He was from California. He was a veteran, um and everybody loved ron he was like a good soul he was a good person he had this partner they were together for years and years so his father died and he kind of mentally changed after that he was mm-hmm. going through a lot ptsd all that stuff and then i guess his partner was like i got to split like yeah, it's too much yeah and ron was pretty much like really messed up because I'm sure
0: yeah that's made it, right made it he was in worse. he was in
1: love with um his partner and which made the grief even worse and ron had a close friend sandra who worked with him in the military um and they would remain friends throughout the rest of his life mm-hmm. so ron ran into some okay wait, wait, wait okay Shelley had ron's mother as a client yes and ron was also a worker for anyway he was like a caregiver So Ron ran into some financial trouble and Shelly offered to get him a lawyer. (laughs) Like she has that money, but which, um, no, no one is really sure if she actually did offer to get a lawyer, but they became very close to Ron. And in 1999, Ron lost everything. He had a falling out with his mother. So Shelly was like, you know what? Dave's not home most of the time just kind of live with me and Tori. we're lonely i could take care of you yada 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 so at this point dave was hardly ever home so he didn't really care if ron was staying there or not plus uh, he identified as gay according to so shelly makes it a point to say he's gay oh ron yeah so it doesn't matter but that's what they say in the book um he said he didn't care if he was gay or not, he because he just really wanted out of his marriage. So he said he kind of wished that Ron wasn't, so that he would yeah. like be with her. Um, he said the only reason he stayed was because of Tori. Don't understand that, but I've also never been in that situation. So yeah.
0: he's probably afraid that if he left, that Shelley would completely take Tori from him because he wasn't home often, mm-hmm. didn't really have a home.
1: That's a valid reason to be afraid. <laughs>
0: So, when Sammy heard about Ron staying with Shelly, she was instantly panicked, as she didn't want what had happened to Kathy to happen to Ron. Mm -hmm. So, when Sammy came home for the weekends, she noticed that Shelly and Ron seemed to get along great, but Ron was starting to do whatever Shelly commanded him to do.
1: Right, so, the gaslighting. Yeah, strategy. like, hey, I, mean, I helped you. I'm feeding you, yeah. housing you, getting you a lawyer, all that BS.
0: So when Ron had been living with Shelley for two weeks, she became mean and verbally abusive, and that is something that shocked Tori.
1: Yeah, they make it a point to say that Tori really didn't know that her sisters were abused. Mm-hmm. She didn't even really know Kathy, because she was only like four or five when she passed. Right. She didn't really know who Kathy was. She'd never really seen this. So...
0: So, soon Shelly began to physically abuse Ron and feed him pills, just like she did Kathy. And when... Asked about the pills, Shelley would just claim that they were sleeping pills. And Tori recalls that Ron had completely lost his personality, and just became passive. Mm-hmm. So,
1: pretty much a shell.
0: Yeah. So there's no telling what she was
1: mm-hmm. actually
0: giving this man. She soon took away all of Ron's personal possessions and forced him to sleep on the floor in the spare room. She refused to let Ron use the bathroom, and he had to urinate at night in a bottle and hide it from Shelly. hmm She's obsessed with, with holding.
1: Yeah. Human. Fluids. Yeah. I don't understand that. She wants to see you naked, and she wants to see you not pee.
0: Yeah, not me. I will go to the bathroom. Though. I don't get
1: it. That's just,
0: I guess she didn't really have any other way to, like, <laughs> have power
1: or control over these people. Like some killers were like, oh, they thought this because of this. With her, I'm like, I don't understand her brain. She's I know, so, weird. It's so weird.
0: And also at this time, Shelly began hounding Tori with questions about Kathy. Mm, leave it alone, sis. Yeah. I don't this is how many years after Kathy's been gone?
1: Um, this would be almost like six years.
0: Yeah. So Shelly was actually horrible at her job as a caseworker. She was often late. She was rude to the clients. She also lied to her fellow employees and employer, which I've worked with some people like that, and mm-hmm. it does not get you far. No. When Shelly received a poor performance review, she had Ron write a letter <laughs> to the employer praising her for how good Shelly had treated his mother. Shelly was first written up and then suspended. And after a while, Shelly was altogether fired.
1: Right. Like, she would do weird so, things f- with her coworkers. Like, she would go behind their backs and, like, get information on them. It was just weird. The boss was like, you're a little bit weird. She was like, no, I'm not. And he's like, no, you really are. <laughs> so, <laughs> they and, they weren't buying what she was laying down.
0: Yeah, and you have one good review or yeah. no, And he lives and, with you. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> so, Ron's friend Sandra, that we had talked about earlier, that he had met in the military and been friends with his whole life, um, started trying to reach out to Ron about a year after he had moved in with Shelly. And she was trying to reach out through Shelly, but Shelly would not let him answer the phone making excuses that Ron was out or working. So then Shelly told Sandra that Ron was not with her, to which Sandra responded that she would call the police. Then Ron called Sandra and met her for lunch. Right.
1: And also- er, Shelly heard the word police and got scared. She's an idiot. She should be. But- I also want to say, like, when Shelly was getting fired and stuff, she would have Ron go and, like, call and threaten the co-workers and oh stuff. And vandalize their vehicles and everything. Ugh,
0: she's so crazy. So, Sandra actually offered Ron a job and a room at her house. But Ron actually refused this offer, claiming that the police were after him and that he had to stay with Shelly. Yeah.
1: Oh, God. Throughout the whole thing, Shelly's like, the police ha- are after you, Ron. They've got a warrant out for your arrest. For what? Um, you'll see.
0: Okay. So, a few days later, Shelly called Sandra to tell her to stay away from Ron, and so Ron was friendless. hmm But all, it just took one call from Shelly to Sandra to
1: say stay away, and... Surely it, it took more than that. Yeah, I don't,
0: that's crazy.
1: I mean, if somebody told me, if, if, if you were Ron and somebody told me that, I'd be at your front door. I know. Like.
0: Yeah. So Ron completely lost touch with his mother as well. And Shelly was there to make matters worse. Ron had lost his family, friends, home, finances. So the only person that he could depend on or trust or ask for anything was just Shelly. Mm-hmm.
1: So he was stuck with her and was under her control. By the way, she would like make him get naked and everything. Just like with Kathy, just like with the children, everything. Do his chores naked. Yeah, chores. So meanwhile, Shelly became friends with Ron's family
0: and participated in their talking bad about Ron. Mm-hmm. So she wanted to make him look as awful as possible. Right. Shelly had driven a wedge between them, Ron and his family, that he
1: wrote like really bad letters to them, like cussing them out, telling them that they're horrible. Like she was being a double agent saying like, oh, your mom said this. And then to the mom, she'd be like, oh, Ron said this. Oh, okay. Even with his siblings that lived out of state. They believed Shelly. They were like, oh, Shelly's amazing for taking care of Ron. Because, by the way, Ron's like in his 50s. Like, he's older. Yeah.
0: So, in 2001, Laura retired and worked on different projects to occupy her time. During this time, Nikki got a job close to Laura and moved in with her. The two would watch television crime shows together, and one day, Nikki seemed um, as if she was in a deep thought. And the next morning, Nikki told Laura how Shelly and Dave had killed Kathy. Thank you, God. Yes. So, it's finally about to start coming out. Mm-hmm. So, she told them about how they killed Kathy, all the abuse, and about how Kathy had lived in their house. So, together, Laura and Nikki called the local police, who contacted the police in pacific county where shelly lives laura faxed over that the affidavit or whatever that that nikki had filled out yeah and they waited for justice to be served
1: which took forever of course when laura found out that the girls were being abused their whole lives as well as shane um she was really devastated devastated and like really shocked Um, but she was even more shocked to find out about Kathy. I guess she never, you know, obviously thought that it would come to murder. She knew that Shelly was, could be abusive, but I don't think she realized how abusive she really was.
0: Even though Nikki
1: felt stronger
0: by getting the story of Kathy off her chest, she was afraid of what um, her parents would do Especially if they didn't face proper justice for what they had done to Kathy. Exactly. So, Nikki told her current boyfriend, whose name was Chad, everything. And Chad drove with her to, is it Pacifica? Pacific County. Pacific County to tell the police there in person. As they were driving, Shelly called Chad to talk to Nikki. To tell her they were going to Disneyland. <laughs> how did... Why did Shelly like have Chad's phone number?
1: That's something that came up. Nikki was like, I don't even know how she got your yeah, number.
0: that's so crazy. She's like, oh. a <clears> psycho.
1: <throat> um, so,
0: when she got off the phone with Shelly, Nikki called Sammy to inform her that they were going to the police. And then Nikki also speculated that Shelly...
1: Had killed Shane. was mm-hmm. like sh- Sam. I'm going. To, uh, I'm. I'm going to tell about Kathy, and I'm pretty sure Mom killed Shane. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, at this point, he would have contacted somebody surely if he was still out there, right? Obviously. Mm-hmm. So Nikki recalls that shortly after Chad had helped her go to the police, he broke up with her. Also. No action was taken by the police upon hearing this information.
1: they say they just didn't have anything to go on,
0: yeah, I mean, the sheriff, in fact attempted to reach Sammy, but could not. Sammy was afraid of what would happen and what Shelley would do if she found out because Sammy still was like going and staying with him on the weekends, wasn't she? Mm-hmm. yeah, of course, oh- I, I don't blame her for doing that. Later, Sammy talked to Shelly about what had happened with Kathy, saying that she would not have a normal life because of it, and she actually asked Shelly to tell the police, but
1: Shelly just brushed it off. hmm It's, like, very creepy, but Sammy was just like, you know, I know what you did.
0: Yeah. And Shelly's mm-hmm. like,
1: what do you mean? And it, she talks about how it's, like, a brief moment that her mom <clears throat> came to the truth about it, oh, but she just let it go. And Shelly's abuse towards Tori continued in different ways, and Shelly would withhold food from Tori on occasion. She would have to dig in the freezer secretly and eat frozen pancakes like she was starving. And uh, Shelly would find out, though, and the freezer would become mysteriously empty. Um, Other times, Shelly would wake Tori up in the middle of the night, make her strip naked, do physical activities inside or outside the house... One time she was so pissed at Tori, she put a shovel, she made her put a shovel in her pants and made her do weed the garden with a shovel in her pants, pant leg. Um, and then one time she made Tori pick up a bunch of newspaper and shove the newspaper in her pants. I mean, in her boots. What? She's so stupid. Um, she would, uh, after she did this, she would obviously apologize to Tori, just part of the gaslighting. Oh, yeah. Um, and Tori felt really lonely because her sisters weren't around. Her dad wasn't around and she wouldn't tell anyone that was going on. Not even her sisters, because she didn't realize that that had happened to her sisters. Um, Shelly continued to badmouth and lie to Ron's family about him. Like we said, and, um, on one winter break, Sammy came home And a deputy knocked on their door and Sammy thought he had come to arrest her mother. (laughs) But the sheriff was only there to deliver some papers for Ron. And when Ron saw the sheriff pulled up, he ran. Because he was scared of him. Yeah, he ran into the woods. And Sammy upset ran upstairs as Shelly followed to comfort her. Shelly then blamed Nikki and Shane for abusing Kathy. And they were like, you guys can't tell because we'll all go to jail. Yes. Um a few days later, Shelly claimed that she wanted Ron to leave. And by the way, she would talk to Ron. Oh my god. FA, you know, the word. Uh Okay, call him that, call him stupid, lazy, and he would always call her Shelly dear. What the word? She was horrible to Ron. Um when Tori was twelve, she noticed that her mother had taken away all of Ron's clothes and she forced him to do chores outside in his underwear. And she would force him to work outside all day, regardless of the weather. And Tori attempted to stand up for Ron one time, but that only resulted in Shelly forcing Ron to tell Tori he didn't love her. And Ron was crying. And Tori was like, you don't mean it, Uncle Ron. And he was like, I do. Yeah. And after that, she wouldn't let Ron speak with Tori. And this is going to make me cry. Tori, in the middle of the night, while Ron was, like, sleeping on the ground, Tori would crawl to him quietly and hug him. And just, they would cuddle, and she would tell Ron that she loved him and she misses him. Oh. And that was kind of, like, their secret meeting. Um, she, Ron was the only source of love that this child had. Yeah, and then... Is so It's disgusting. <clears throat> Sammy had, you know, like we said, a pretty normal relationship with Shelly. Because she had been the favorite growing up. And even though Sammy faced Shelly's abuse, it had been considerably less than the others. But she did notice that Ron's health was declining. But she didn't do anything about it, obviously. Because, yeah. you know, she didn't want to get hurt. One day, Nikki called Shelly to tell her that she knew about Ron and that Shelly needed to let him move out. She was like, just let him go or it's going to be like Kathy.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: However, Sammy informed Nikki that she was there every weekend and she that she could see that Ron was okay. Sammy said that Ron was okay. Uh, not really. However, both sisters knew that something was happening, but they felt powerless. Day also noticed
0: Ron's declining health and he asked Shelly to send him away. Ron attempted to run away a few times, but Shelly always found him. Throughout all of this, Ron's health deteriorated. Tori claimed to be abused in cruel and unusual ways. Tori found the house garbage under her sheets as punishment for forgetting to put the trash out. Mm -hmm. That's disgusting. Hate. Yeah, that's so mean. Shelly would also give Tori baths outside in the yard with the hose. Um, And even through all of this, Tori suffered less abuse than Ron. Mm -hmm. So she was still being worse to Ron. Right. And whatever Ron was doing, he always expected to drop everything if Shelly called him. Often, Shelly would sit Ron down and verbally abuse him. So now we're going to introduce you to a man named Matt. Mac was a Pearl Harbor survivor who was an old friend of Kathy's mother, Kay. Shelley began to take care of Mac and also had Ron help out. So Shelly appealed herself to Mac by sweet talking and acting like his daughter. Mac even asked Shelly to live with him, but she decided to send Ron to live with him instead. Tori later noticed that even though Mac's house had numerous bedrooms, Ron slept in the basement storage. Mm-hmm. So just Kathy continue or er, Shelly continuing to control him.
1: Right, and let me note that Mac is actually, Shelly knew him not only as a client of that place, but it's also the boyfriend of Kathy Loreno's uh, mother.
0: Oh, it was the boyfriend. They dated friend. when
1: she first, when they first moved to Washington.
0: Okay. So, Laura spoke to the police to see what had happened with the Kathy case and was shocked to find out that nothing had happened. Mm-hmm. So, Shelly was actually informed or Shelly informed Laura that Mac had put Shelly in his will. That's so nice. After Mac's dog died, Shelley would inherit everything. Because Mac left his, his all of his possessions to his dog. Okay. This is totally different. Kind of off topic here. But there was a dog, I think it was in like Alabama, and it was like left a million dollars or something. It was a crazy amount of that. money. And you could apply to adopt the dog and get the money. But you had to spend all the money on the dog. Like you had to show receipts of what you were spending it on for the That's dog. A mood. Yeah. <laughs> so, Matt also assigned Shelly as his power of attorney. Which is <laughs> insane. Dave began to come home more often. But he and Shelly fought more than ever because he was home more Mm -hmm. and dave would also hit ron on shelly's command shelly forced ron to hit himself whenever he was bad and as much as tori actually wanted to stand up for ron she felt powerless when like she couldn't do that but she made him hit himself in the head that's insane.
1: Oh like, having God. that kind of control she over somebody. She literally has, like, Jedi mind tricks. Yeah. Like, she's a magician. How is she doing this? I know. To a grown man. Mm-hmm. I know. Not to say anything bad about him. No. But, like, how? She is literally a supernatural being. Yeah. It's crazy.
0: And... One time, Shelly actually found a jar of Ron's urine in the room, and she forced him to drink it.
1: Uh, I can't tell you how much I hate that sentence. I know.
0: That's disgusting. (laughs) So, moving on from that, (laughs) when Shelly had Ron move into Mac's house... Tori had felt relieved because Ron would finally be away from Shelly. So in 2002, Mac fell in his home and passed away. Which they say is suspicious. Yeah. Because he was fine. And he just fell? Mm-hmm. That doesn't happen that
1: often. They just fall and then, <laughs> and then die immediately. Yeah. yeah. Right after they change their will?
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Shelly inherited some of the money from him and tied up the dog and waited for the day that the dog would die so she could inherit the house.
1: So she actually ended up giving Mac's dog up for adoption, like to a humane society or something. Um, and she just told the insurance company that the dog had died so, she, so that she could uh, receive the rest of his estate.
0: Ron actually came back to Shelly's house. After Mac died and this abuse just continued, Shelly began to blame Ron for Mac's death, saying that he had murdered Mac. Then she started making up stories of how the dog would die. Mm -hmm.
1: So, obviously, I mean, she's like, maybe we can say that she ran in the road. Maybe she did this. So, not long after Mac's death,
0: Laura received a phone call from the sheriff telling her that he hadn't seen anything strange at Shelly's house and that no action was being taken. In
1: May of 2002, Nikki got married and... Nikki got married. Sammy was obviously invited, but Shelly wasn't. And Sammy later said that she wore a ring that she planned on giving to Shelly the next day for Mother's Day. And she said, I felt like I had my mom there. I'm like, wait, wait. <laughs> I don't get it. I mean, I get it, but I But your don't. sister doesn't want your mom there. I know. So, so she was like, this don't is like my sister. I know, don't bring any essence of her at all. <laughs> okay, so the neighbors kept harassing them and questioning them, like, how did you get Max's estate? Like, honestly. Like, people in the town started wondering, like, what? Yeah. <laughs> so meanwhile, Shelly, <clears throat> meanwhile, the abuse. On Ron just became worse and worse and worse, and eventually Ron was like, "Yeah, I killed him, whatever." So yeah, and Shelley'd be like, "You're a murderer, Ron! Like I cannot believe that, whatever." So, so that summer, Ron once again had dinner with his friend Sandra, who noticed he was losing his teeth, and Sandra later recalls that she regrets not delving into Ron's living conditions with she- uh, Shelley. Wait, was he losing his teeth? Yeah, he was. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Tori kept saying to Shelley that Ron's health was declining, to which Shelly <clears throat> to which Shelley would nonchalantly reply that he was fine. One day, Nikki met Shelly for dinner let me open at the Olive Garden <laughs> <laughs> for a li- for limited <laughs> soup, salads, and breadsticks. No, I just said let me open it. Oh, yeah, I knew. I the mic. Nikki. Met Shelly for dinner at the Olive Garden for endless soup salad and breadsticks. Um, And tea. (laughs) Um, But Nikki was like, oh my God, literally, why did I even come meet her? I knew I didn't want to. (laughs) And she never saw her again. So so Tori continued to stay silent. And she was, just like everyone else, was afraid what Shelly would do. One day, the sheriff came to deliver papers, like like we said, um, a, a restraining order from Ron's mom against Ron because Shelley had been writing letters. Oh my god! To Ron's mom, pretending to be Ron, cussing her out and stuff. So Ron's mom was like, "I'm being harassed," but <coughs> Ron literally ran away. <clears throat> and then, <laughs> um. <laughs> The sheriff was like, where's Ron? And she's like, he doesn't live here. <laughs> and then, like, they saw, he saw Ron, though, like, run away when he pulled up. How embarrassing. <laughs> um, <laughs> she's so dumb. I'm sorry. What? That's hysterical. However. So, he he even asked Shelly a few times questions about Kathy. And she's like, shit, I don't know. She left with Rocket, hey hey, ho. And uh, so anyway, Shelly was like freaking out. And she reached out to Sammy to ensure that um, she remembers. She's like, you do remember what happened to Kathy, right? Like she left. Sammy's like, oh my God, yes, she left. Oh my God, stop asking. (laughs) So Shelly actually received an anonymous letter about Kathy claiming, she's like, I know what you did. Um, but and, from Nikki. No. I have no idea who it's from. They never say I think it was Lauren. Oh, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Shelly's fear over the letter didn't stop her abuse on Ron. She's so dumb. So, now Dave was also a big part of it. The two would force Ron to hurt himself ugh, by jumping off the roof onto the gravel over and over and over what? again. Mm. And then, to, quote, treat his wounds, they would make him soak his feet in boiling water with bleach. Tori recalls that the smell of bleach and his necrotic feet tissue would haunt her. Because he began, his feet began to die. Um... Because the abuse on them was so horrible, he had his shoes taken away from him. Um, and years later, Dave was told, You know, bleach is damaging to the skin. He's like, Oh, I didn't know that. And I, I don't think Shelly knew that either, she BS, wouldn't have used it. BS. Oh, oh. Oof, oof. Mm. Sorry, have you ever read a label in your life? Literally. You literally work for a logging company. They don't have a material safety data sheet. Have you read anything in your life?
0: I mean, has anyone just ever talked to you about bleach or said anything about bleach
1: in your whole life? You were in the actual Navy. You're telling me you never came across bleach. Your mom knit. Right. What she washed with. Exactly. Bleach. Literally. Bleach. Yeah.
0: Everything. Bleach. You use bleach
1: to clean your house. Yeah. To <laughs> clean your freaking toilet. Not a rotting foot. <laughs> yes. It, oh God. Okay. So <clears throat> Ron got so incredibly sick. He was bed bound. He, his wounds were, were so bad. His wounds on, on his feet and his whole body were so bad and Shelly would like bandage his feet up but Eventually, his feet, skin started to actually fall off. And uh, I don't know his exact cause of death, but he did end up passing away, I think, from some sort of sepsis. Yeah. He had some sort of infection from repeated, I mean, obviously, abuse. Yeah. And putting bleach into your system. Yeah. And, And those pills that she was feeding him his liver, you know, he probably had liver failure of some sort. And, um, so Ron unfortunately did pass away. And, and so she calls Dave and she's like, "Mm, Ron's dead. And he's like, what? (laughs) And she's like, no, I swear to God, Ron's like dead. And, this was in uh, on July twenty second, two thousand three. So Ron spent like a couple, a few years with, yeah. with them, um, and but he spent a lot of time with Mac, right? Yeah, s- several months, <clears throat> at least. And yeah. Shelly was like, "Well, we have to do something. <clears throat> we can't let people think that, you know, we did something to him when we didn't." That's what she said. She but, would even deny it, like to oh. herself. So uh, she made Dave come home emergency. She was like, he was like, I literally have to go. Um, And while she waited for Dave to come back, Dave told her to put Ron in the freezer. No. Yes.
0: The family freezer?
1: I think it was like some sort of deep freezer out in a tool shed or something okay i was about to say what if one of the girls just opened that up and i know it's like a horror movie um so shelly was like okay i can't have tori here while i'm dragging body around so she was like i'm gonna drop tori off with sammy so they met at the olive garden with sammy and so when shelly left sammy was like we're gonna go see Nikki tomorrow and tori was like no i cannot see Nikki. Mom will kill me. I don't like Nikki. I'm scared of her. Yada, yada, yada. So even though she was hesitant, she still went because Sammy's like the adult and said, you know, whatever. So she went and they were reunited and they were so happy. They all started crying they had such a good time together. Tori was like, I want to feel this for forever. Mm -hmm. They spent a whole weekend together. So when Dave came home, he found that Shelly, like I said, had put Ron's body in a freezer in one of the outbuildings. And he couldn't build a fire due to a heat wave. And Dave had no choice but to temporarily bury Ron's body in the backyard. Shelly brought all of Ron's things and the two hid Ron's things away. But Shelly had put a lot of his stuff... like. Ron really liked jewelry. Mm -hmm. Um, And Shelly piled it all on top of the freezer and Tori would walk from time to time and be like, why is Ron's stuff on the freezer? She would always wonder like, why? Why Why'd she just leave it on the freezer? Why didn't she? I think Shelly is such an organized idiot Mm -hmm. killer that she was like, where Ron is, his stuff goes. Like, she doesn't have enough sense to like, keep it separate. Yeah. Why wouldn't you just burn... Well, you can't burn it, but... Why don't you just hide it under your bed? You hid bones under your bed. So, back in Seattle, which is where... uh, Sammy and Nikki lived... Sammy and Tori talked about their mother. And Tori finally came out with the fact that she was being abused by Shelly. Sammy was shocked. I don't know why. But (laughs) she she seemed to be, be very shocked that Tori was being abused. Um... And she learned that everything Tori had gone through, that her and Nikki had gone through, and it was being repeated on to Tori. Then um, Sammy asked about Ron and Tori confirmed that he was also being abused And because Tori didn't know that Ron was gone at this point. Sammy informed Tori about Kathy's death and the sisters vowed to turn Shelly and Dave into the police. Okay. And I think, um, let's see, 89. Tori was like 14 or 15 at this point. Eventually, they came up with the story that Ron had committed suicide. Why do they do that? Literally. Okay, so Tori went back home, literally scared shitless, because she's like, I told my sisters, and now I have to go home. And she told. <clears throat> She told Sammy, I don't want to go home. Like, you have to save me. And Sammy was like, just go a little bit longer. You'll be fine. And I'm like, "Mm." but anyway, (laughs) the two sisters came up with a plan. Sammy then called Tori and Tori expressed
0: that she couldn't live with her mother anymore. After Tori returned home, she felt sick to her stomach and did not want to be around Shelly. So she lied and said that she was getting a cold. And Shelly gave her some pills. So that night, Tori called Sammy, asking her to get her out of the house. She couldn't find Ron and was certain that
1: Shelley had killed him. hmm That would be terrifying. And Sammy was like, what pills did she give you? And she was like, I don't know. And she was like, make yourself throw up. Yeah. Good Lord. I know.
0: So the next morning, Tori started to look for Ron's things and hid what she could find in the chicken coop. August 6th, 2003, Nikki and Sammy drove down to Pacific County to talk to the sheriff. They told the sheriff about everything that Shelly had done and how Ron had disappeared. Mm -hmm. The police then contacted Child Protective Services. I'm so glad that they finally have told. Yes.
1: Get Tori out of there a little before. Mm -hmm. But where's Shane?
0: Well, I thought he was in Alaska on the fishing boat. Hmm. <laughs> According to Shelly. Exactly. So the next morning, the police came and took Tori away from Shelly, and Shelly called Sammy in tears. Aww. So Sammy <clears throat> acted as if she just didn't know anything about what was happening, mm-hmm. obviously. Nikki, for her part, had second thoughts about turning her mother in. However, Laura kept her. Back on her feet, reminding her that Shelly was a master manipulator. Mm-hmm. In the end, Dave actually went to the police and turned himself in, and by proxy, Shelly too. Yeah, so. Dave went to
1: the office and he was like, Because Shelly made him go, and was like, Can you figure out why they took her? And he's like, oh, Whatever. So he goes, and they're like, So what's been going on? Like, you can find the video online on YouTube. And, <clears throat> basically, he slowly just gives more and more, and he starts asking him about Kathy. He just gives everything up. And he was tired of the... Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: He also probably knew that if he just went ahead and told, it would be better on him and look better.
1: Right. And he told, um, <clears throat> he told the police about ron and kathy and what he'd done to kathy's body and they said what'd you do with ron why didn't you burn or like what'd you do with ron he was like i buried him and he's like why didn't you burn him and he was like burn ban that's what he said burn ban sick a search of her house
0: revealed ron's body and his personal things that tori had hidden
1: when they were searching through the piles and piles of dirt and ash Um, they found one single fragment of bone that was smaller than the size of a quarter. And when it was tested, um, the results came back that it was either 99% human or 1% that it was orangutan. And so obviously it's, you know, insinuated that it was human, but we don't know if it was Shane's or Kathy's. And there is no physical forensic evidence that i know about or that i've read about or heard about um you know of shane or kathy having been killed or even existed um so yeah one day sammy was having dinner with her boyfriend when laura called her with bad news um dave eventually came out with uh the fact that shane was dead and that he'd never gone to alaska and that Dave had killed him because the day before Shane disappeared, he, he told Nikki, he said, come outside. I got to show you something. <clears throat> and in a hole, he had buried some Polaroid pictures of Kathy, bruised, beaten, battered, naked, crawling on the floor. He was like, I'm leaving. And I'm taking these photos and I'm telling and, Shane said that mm-hmm, to Nikki. Oh, oh to Nikki. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. And was like, "I'm leaving. I want you to come with me." And Nikki, you know, I I hate to say this because I don't know how to explain it or how to empathize with it, but Nikki ended up telling Shelly that Shane had photos of Kathy. Shelly flipped her lid she was livid because she was right shane was gonna tell and she told dave dave was extremely livid and dave took shane out they took them both out into the an outbuilding and beat the absolute crap out of him beat him i mean blood everywhere like it was horrible and um so they they eventually ended up killing him but not that night um nikki could hear uh shane being beaten and then next thing they knew shane was gone but what had actually happened shane was tinkering in the outbuilding and um uh Dave came up behind his nephew with a shotgun and and shot him in the head, execution style. Oh my god! Mm-hmm. And he burned Shane completely and entirely and got rid of his ashes um, over the course of a couple weeks, just like Kathy, um, putting him into bodies of water. And of course, when. Dave shot him. Shelley was like, well, we got to get rid of, <clears throat> we got to send the girls away while we deal with this. Of course. So he cleaned Shane's blood with bleach. He put the ashes in the beach, you know, whatever. He tried to burn the gun, but it just like melted. Yeah. And then he gave it to Shelly and she put it in the pantry or something. And he never saw it again. And Dave said it haunts him because he really loves Shane. Okay. I don't care. Like, yeah, you didn't love him after the notex were arrested. Their story blew up and was on every news channel and the sisters avoided watching any television. Sammy though stayed in touch with her mom in prison and even brought her items that Shelly wanted. Oh my goodness. <clears throat>
0: so the trials of Dave and Shelly ended with both of them with long sentences However, Shetley pleaded that she wasn't responsible for anything and showed no remorse whatsoever for her actions. Mm
1: -hmm. Even though they found Ron in the yard. (sighs) Mm -hmm. But since she didn't do it. Yeah.
0: Dave Notek was released from prison in 2016 and lives by himself. And Shelly will be released
1: in 2022. So since Dave has been released already um, and Shelly's going to be released next year, I was looking to see if they're still married or not. And I couldn't find anything on whether or not they were still married. Um, I couldn't imagine Dave wanting to still be married to her, although it would not shock me if they were still married next year. The sisters
0: keep in touch with each other and they are finally happy.
1: Fortunately, the three No Tech sisters were able to leave their abusive home and lead relatively normal and happy lives. Although they lived in fear and lost their brother Shane to the hands of Shelley and Dave, the sisters were able to understand that what Shelly put them through was not indicative of who they were. This hope allowed them to escape Shelley and eventually move on with their lives and have families of their own. And that is the murder of Kathy Loreno, Ron Woodworth, and Shane Watson. That's so sad. All of it. I this know. Is terrible. And about um, her early release in twenty twenty two. I the daughters don't want her to be. They've spoken out in a couple publications. They don't want, her, and they think she will do it again. Obviously. And she was convicted of second-degree murder and manslaughter.
0: I feel like she would do I mean, I don't know if she would do it again because I almost feel like people will be watching her. Mm-hmm. And, like, you know, even, like, her neighbors will probably know who she is and things. So they would be watching her, so she might not do it again. But I think if she thought that she could get away with it at all, that she would,
1: Yeah, right. I know. Find other people to control. She would. I don't know about Dave. I don't know that he would, but... Um,
0: I don't think Dave would unless he got with somebody who told him to. hmm I know. I just feel like having control issues like that is like a mental disorder. It has to be. Like she, yeah, she has some kind of issues. That would probably, if
1: she doesn't, you know, have proper therapy or medication or anything, she would probably. Sammy, later in a Seattle Sun article, said, quote, The reason why my mom was able to control Dave was because while I love him, he's just a very weak man and he has no backbone. He could have not happily married and he could have... He could have got happily married and been an amazing husband to somebody because he really would have been. But instead, he just got his life ruined, too. And she also said that her mother is, quote, not capable of guilt. And that is very well put. Yeah. Um, and Sammy's actually the one that approached um, Greg Olson about writing the book, if you tell. And yeah. So she gave most of the
0: story to him.
1: Yeah. Well, all three of the sisters did, but I think she's, well, she initiated it. And, mm-hmm. um, and this is a quote from Greg Olson, the author of If You Tell. Quote, it's out there and it's happening. This case is an example of how you can never know what's happening inside the ordinary house at the end of the lane, or even next door. Amen. Amen. Praise. Um, We hope you guys liked this two-part, it's not a series, but these two episodes. Um, If you guys have any case suggestions, email us at crimecafepod at yahoo.com. Follow us on Instagram at crimecafepod. And we'll see you guys next time. Bye. Bye.